Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, where we discuss the lessons, the awakenings, and the gruesome beauty of going through a divorce. And I'm your host, Janine Bell. Hey, and welcome back. First up, let me just say, divorced moms to the front. This episode is for you. I'm interviewing Lucinda Testo. She's a psychotherapist turned life coach. You'll learn more about that in the episode. We talk about how to get back to yourself post-divorce. We talk about the key to guilt-free self-care. And we talk a little bit about life visioning as well. And it's, there's gems on gems on gems inside. And if you're not a divorced mom, this is also for you too. There's so much information that you can just take away whether you're a divorced mom or not. So get into it. I hope you enjoy it. If you do, take a hot second to subscribe to this podcast. And when you're done, leave a review for how it made you feel. I appreciate y'all. Enjoy. Today we have Lucinda Testo. She is a psychotherapist turned coach. How are you doing, Lucinda? Nice to see you. I'm good. Thank you for having me, Janine. I'm so glad that you can make it. I'm very excited about this conversation because I feel that we have so much in common in our perspective as it comes to divorce and what comes after, or what could come after. So could you tell us your divorce profile, like how long you were married, when, how long ago did you divorce? Were there children? Did you stay at home? Like, just give us a snapshot of, you know, where you're coming from. Sure. So I got married back when I was 26 years old. And I'd say probably not too long after I got married, I knew it probably wasn't, he wasn't the right choice. With that being said, you know, my parents have been married for 50 years. Mm. So it's like, well, you know, I can make this work. Mm -hmm. So we went on, we had our first child, things weren't good. The marriage almost ended. We kind of stuck it out. We had a second child. And shortly after my daughter was born, I was like, there has got to be more to life than this. Mm -hmm. And so I made, I would say it's probably the most difficult decision of my entire life Mm -hmm. to get divorced. I was a full-time working mom and my kids, my son had just turned four Mm -hmm. and my daughter was eight months old. Okay. So talk about tricky decision. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not how I saw my life turning out. And I think there was just so much angst leading up to actually making the decision that it literally like it, it tortured me. Mm-hmm. And when I finally made the decision of like, this is done, it was like 10,000 pounds had been lifted off my shoulders. Wow. So I got married when I was 26. We were married for about six and a half years. Mm -hmm. And I got divorced actually from when I had him move out, like November, it'll be 10 years. Okay. Okay. And so I would consider it probably one of the most life defining choices um, of my life. And, um, but with all that being said, I never looked back. And it was as hard as it was being a single mom to two really small kids Mm -hmm. and working full time. um, Hardest thing I've ever done. 
I would take that a million times over being in an unhappy marriage. Right. Can you talk about how it's defined your life moving forward? Yeah. So as I said, my parents have been married over 50 years. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of taught like you work through the hard times and you make it work. And so that I think I really grappled with making that decision kind of based on my upbringing. Yeah. And, um, but making it was so like freeing and liberating. Mm. Um, but with that also came the shame, the embarrassments, the judgments, whether perceived or real from other okay. people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also pretty freaking angry. I was angry that my life wasn't turning out the way I had envisioned it turning out. I was angry that my kids weren't going to have the luxury of the upbringing that I had with an intact family. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, life was really hard. Sometimes I had to take life not even a day at a time. Sometimes it was 15 minutes at a time. Mm. And, but as I... No, as I went through the process, I had like this lightness about me of like, I can totally do this. And I know there's other stuff out, you know, other stuff out there for me. Yeah. Not just a man, but life in general. Like mm-hmm. since then I used to work full time and now I own two businesses. Mm. So it opened up a lot of opportunities that I'm not sure I would have pursued if I had stayed in my marriage. Right. I could totally see that. If you're going, you know, along a certain track, it leads, it just leads a certain way. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when you get off of that track, possibilities are open and endless, but I can, I can attest to and agree that it's very, very hard in the beginning I, I, you know, being in the midst of a divorce myself, I don't even know how long this stage lasts, you know? Um, I feel like I've found a place where it's like, I feel great, but I just know I'm still in the thick of it, you know? Which feels like good and and like semi, should I feel guilty about feeling so good right now? Um, I, I totally get that. Yeah, it feels like there's been a, like a thrust towards like healing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's it can't be understated how difficult and when you said a tortured decision, difficult it is to decide to leave a marriage with small children um, and their lives to consider and and you you think about the the paths in which that they're in and the one you're creating, um, you know, the known and the unknown. And since you come from a family that that's a long time to be together. Um, a very long time. And, um, and it's all, you know, and it's all that, you know, people, you know, want to create for themselves. Um, so it takes a lot of soul searching and courage and also blind faith, I'd say. Uh, for sure. Not knowing if you're going to be okay, having to kind of like trust and believe. And as someone who's (laughs) a type A personality, Mm. Right. Kind of had my whole life planned out and then the rug is ripped out from underneath. And it's like, just kidding. Now you have to pivot and, Mm -hmm. 
enter this whole new world of unknowns. And there were lots of days I had no idea how I was going to make it through. How was I going to, you know, get everybody to daycare and to school and to work on time and then out of work and pick up on time. And then what was I going to, I hate cooking. What is, what am I going to feed them for dinner? And mm-hmm. you got to get homework done and baths done and I have to read to them. And then yeah. you lay in bed and you're like utterly exhausted. Like what the hell just happened today? Mm-hmm. And now I have to get up tomorrow and do it all over again. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so have you found, um, you know, your rhythm or systems that work for you or tools to, to mitigate that uh, cycle? I mean, it's, it's a part of being a mother and maybe having help. I don't know what, what you've created for yourself, but because all of that still has to happen daily. So where are you now with that? And how did you get to if you're in a good place with it? I mean, I have to say in the pushing 10 years since you know, my now ex and I separated, my life is completely different, right? Mm -hmm. So you fast forward 10 years, my son just turned 14. Mm -hmm. And my daughter is 10 and a half, right? Mm -hmm. So now they're a little bit older, they're more self sufficient. Yes. Um, I've also I also got remarried um, just over three years ago. And I did a way better job second time around. Okay. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I have to say. Yeah. Um, but back when I was in the thick of it, it literally was just taking it a day at a time. Mm-hmm. It was, um, I can't remember, uh, you posted something. I'm not sure if it was on your Instagram page about gratitude, but daily gratitude is something that I not only practice in my daily life, but I preach it to my clients. Mm-hmm. And trusting and believing that things are going to turn out okay. Yeah. You know, knowing that we're stronger than we think we are. Mm -hmm. And really at the end of the day, like you and your kids, right? The collective you Mm -hmm. are going to be okay. You're going to make it through. You're going to be okay. Finances are going to work out. Like sometimes it's taking that leap of faith, um, but things will work out. And so yeah. that is probably the biggest message I give to people is like, yeah, it sucks real bad right now. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be like that forever. You do get into a groove. You do get into a routine. Mm-hmm. Um, your kids get older and you got to just do your best. Right. That's a fundamental belief of mine is that things will be okay. Like no matter what, mm-hmm. I just have that just like that's the the earth that I walk on. Like that's like right under my feet. I know for sure. Um, and if and sometimes that's what keeps like gets me through <laughs> because sometimes it's not pretty. So you mentioned clients. You you said you're. I mean, I said you're a psychotherapist turned coach, and you do specifically work with moms. Um, is it divorce moms specifically, or somewhere in those? That Venn yep. diagram. <laughs> yep, divorced moms. Women yeah, so and you, moms. Yep. And you're coming from experience, obviously, and expertise when it comes to psychotherapy. Can you talk about a, a little bit about that practice and 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 why you chose that specific demographic? So I've been um, a psychotherapist for more than seventeen years. Um, six of those years have been in private practice. 
And I absolutely love what I do. I love helping people. I love watching people transform their pain into something productive. But what I found is that having gone through my own divorce, I really had a soft spot for the divorced women and moms that I worked with. Mm. Like I just, I got them in a way that other people didn't get them. And like, I, I like, I just, I could like really empathize with them. Mm-hmm. And so those turned out to be the clients that I enjoyed working with most. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's, what's tough being a licensed therapist is, you know, I'm from Connecticut. I'm licensed in the state of Connecticut and I cannot see anybody outside of the state of Connecticut um, okay. per my license. Mm-hmm. So I was like, there's gotta be a way that I could reach more of these women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ended up opening up a second business, which is my coaching business, okay. um, where I specifically help divorced women and moms. Um, so it's a little raw, but like move the F on after divorce. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I target women who, you know, have gone through the battlefield, they're on autopilot, they're you know, tired of the pain, tired of the hurt, all those yuck feelings post-divorce, and they're ready to like rebuild, rebuild, mm-hmm. kick a kick, you know, create a kick-ass life, but they don't know where to start or how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I kind of come in and I help them with the mindset work, with the getting to know and love themselves again, because that is truly the most critical piece, right? Mm-hmm. And then really getting clear about what what do they want to create next in their life, right? Divorce is not the end of your story. It might be the end of a chapter, but it's not the end of your story. Right. So really helping women get clear about like, what do you want your life to look like? It's so mm-hmm. easy to focus on all the stuff that we don't want to be happening. But when mm-hmm. we put our energy and focus into all of that, right, it's going to suck you dry. Yeah. So how can you shift your focus to like, what do you want to create and how can, how can I help you create it? Mm. So the coaching is just allowing me a further reach to be able to really help women and moms who are going through divorce anywhere. That is brilliant. I never thought about, you know, your license, it stops. (laughs) Like you can't go certain perimeter you can't go outside of this fence type of thing and so you get you become a coach to reach more people Mm -hmm. I mean that makes the most sense so what if let's play what if um so what if you have someone who has a hard time figuring out what they want to create moving forward like what what is there how do you shift that from I'm upset about the past, or I have zero clue what to do next. How do you kind of get that out of them? So that's a great question. And believe it or not, whether it's a therapy client or a coaching client, lots of people don't know what they want to create, right? Because we're, we're so, we're so kind of conditioned to live on autopilot that lots of times people aren't thinking about what they want to create in their lives. Yeah. So the number one answer I get, again, whether it's a therapy client or a coaching client is I just want to feel happy. Mm. Okay. That's great. I want to help you feel happy, but (laughs) 
what does happiness mean to you? Like, what does that mm-hmm. look like? What mm-hmm. does that feel like? Who's around you? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's really, it's kind of asking the right questions to elicit, you know, things that they may not even realize they want. Mm. Right. So, um, having them really define. So I, I usually start with, how do you want to feel? Well, I want to feel happy. Right. Or I want to feel joyful. Okay. What kinds of things make you feel joyful or what kind, you know, who are the people in your life that make you feel happy or joyful or who make you laugh? So that's usually kind of where we start. And believe it or not, when you start there, it's almost like, you know, it opens Pandora's box and then they're able to talk about, and this is what I would want a relationship to look like. And this is what, you know, I would want my social life to look like. And, Mm -hmm. and then we just kind of take it from there, you know, and for the people who are really, really struggling, you know, I give them time in between sessions, like, we'll think about it, right? Be more Mm -hmm. aware, be more mindful um, over the week or two of what are the kinds of things that light you up? Are there certain Mm -hmm. scents? Is it the weather? Is it the birds chirping outside? Be more present, be more mindful, be more aware. And it's incredible when you actually take that time to be more mindful, the kinds of things that start kind of flooding in. And then it's so much fun watching people get excited. I like the idea of how do you want to feel? It's like having the end goal in mind. And it's not any attachment to a thing. It's like, well, what do you want to feel? And you like, you know, feelings like I want to feel proud of myself. I want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel joy or uh, peace, whatever the thing is. Um, And it's self-generated. Like that's a great place to start um, and open up the imagination for what's possible. And I'm a big proponent of vision boards. Love myself a vision board. I (laughs) usually update mine like every January ish is Mm -hmm. this year. It was a little bit later, but um I love vision boards, but what vision boards often don't do, right? It's kind of like, you know, I'm, I want to make this salary income this year, or I want to go on this vacation, or I want this house or, but what vision boards often miss is like, okay, well, what's the feeling behind all of those things on your vision board? Like, how will you feel once you make that income goal? Yeah, yeah. Or how will you feel once you have that house or you lose the 15 pounds or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. So we really focus on, on the feelings because, you know, post-divorce, there's so many unpleasant feelings that bubble mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Even though I was relieved to be divorced, yeah. I was relieved to be divorced, but I was still sad, angry, ashamed, right, right. you know, grief, the whole nine yards. Yeah. I do think that's a, it's a common common thing i was gonna say cluster f um <laughs> i would have appreciated that <laughs> right there's a lot of feelings that come at the same time and they're all valid they're all each individual one is valid and very intense and real at the time it's great to to consider alchemizing some of them into like well what do, what do you want to feel because this one this one this might not feel so great but like what do you want to feel right um your future self. I have another what if. So what if, um, it's kind of like a twofold. A person wants to come out of their, they're, they're in their divorce. They've done the divorce, right? It's over. And they want to hop into another relationship. 
Like they, <laughs> that is their goal. That is their plan. This is what they hired you to help them do almost. They want to figure out how to be, you know, a good wife, or they want to figure out how to get into the next relationship to make it better than the last one. So that's, that's the setting, right? That's the what if. And the other like side question is, what do you do when, well, if what you think is best for someone's like life or path or just well-being doesn't match what they're doing or trying to accomplish? That's the question. Those are the questions. Okay. Yep. So, um, so is it possible for someone to come right out of a marriage and jump right back into a relationship and for that relationship to be successful? Mm-hmm. Sure. It's possible. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't personally recommend it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, self-esteem is in the shitter after divorce and you're yeah. often not feeling great about yourself. And is that really at the time where you want to meet someone else? Mm-hmm. Right. So I always encourage women to like, this is the time to get to know and love yourself again. Yeah. I have this this fun exercise that I call like the resume of awesomeness, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's kind of like a resume that I have women fill out, but it's based on like their strengths. Um, yeah. You know, what are their accomplishments? What are things that they're proud of? Mm-hmm. And it's really hard for women to think of positive things about themselves. Sometimes I even have them interview like their best friend or a family mm-hmm. member mm-hmm. and ask them questions. Yeah. Um, you want to be in a place where you are a hundred percent comfortable being alone. You don't mm-hmm. need anybody else. Yeah. Right. And when you are past that point where you're like, no, I don't need anybody else. I would like to have someone in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we talk about, okay, like once you got your, you know, and love yourself again, what do you know the kind of person you're looking for? Like, don't jump on an, a dating app and anybody who says hello to you, you're out on a date with, right? Yeah. It's not worth your emotional energy. Be really, mm-hmm. really crystal clear about the type of person that you want to be your companion. And mm-hmm. I love it, Janine. I know you did an episode earlier on, and that's why I was like, oh, she's my girl. Like, she's, <laughs> she's you're in my, my head. She's in my head. Um, where you talked about, like, the three lists to create, right? Uh-huh. And it yeah, is yeah. like the um, I don't the non-negotiables, the needs, and uh, the likes. I think were your lists. Yeah. And I always encourage my clients, like, what are your must-have qualities in someone, and your mm-hmm. would be nice to have qualities, right? Mm-hmm. The must-haves are the non-negotiables, right? Yeah. They have to be honest or loyal or trustworthy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the would be nice to haves would be like, oh, they love downhill skiing just like I do. Right. Yeah. That's great. Like you guys would have something in common. But is that a deal breaker if they don't love downhill skiing? Probably. Yeah. Not. yeah. You know, some women want to jump into, um, you know, he's got to be six foot four and, you know, 200 pounds <laughs> and he has to be a millionaire. And it's like, yeah. mm-mm, mm-mm. Well, you're missing it. <laughs> Why? Why does he have to be all those things? Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's great. I love I love that approach. Um, just I, I feel like I, I could have maybe guessed the answer to that because I feel like you're my people. Um, mm-hmm. 
but it's uh, I, I find in different discussion groups that uh, people are concerned about well, where's the next relationship going to come from? Because like I'm in the dating, the dating apps and I'm I'm doing this, I'm not seeing and da da da. I'm like, well, have you taken time to pause on yourself um, right. and get that all situated and not be looking for something while you're in the midst of mm-hmm. something else? Um, well, and to answer the second part of your question, like what yeah. what do I do if someone's like like that's what I want to do, and I, that's definitely not aligning with mm-hmm. right, like what I think I'm helping them achieve right. um, is, I mean, really being honest with them, and like perhaps like coaching for them at that point is is not the right you know service for them. Maybe right. it's therapy. Maybe mm-hmm. it's therapy to dig a little deeper as to like, why do you feel like you need a relationship mm-hmm. um, right now? Like why, why do you have to jump into something so quickly? Yeah. And um, you know, again, could it be successful? It could, it probably mm-hmm. won't. Right. 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 Until you do some of that, that work and really um, being comfortable with who you are and really owning what you have to offer to someone else and yeah. Janine being choosy about like what you're getting in return. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want a repeat of marriage number one. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I didn't want a repeat of marriage number one. Nobody wants a repeat of marriage. I think that's a hundred percent of the people. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. All right. So I think you'd be great for this question because you're, speaking with women, obviously, divorced and moms. So the question is around how, okay, the backstory is most women feel guilty about caring for themselves, putting themselves first, making themselves the thing, the most important thing. So I think with moms specifically, or just women in general who are in a household, how do you help women become okay with working on themselves for themselves and not for any other reason without feeling like selfish or guilty or all these things. Where does that come from? <laughs> that whole, like, you have to sacrifice yourself. You have to be the martyr. You have to do everything yeah. and be everything for everybody. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from, but I can't stand that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I always tell people like you are a better mom, a better employee, a better human, a better friend, when you take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. if you are not taking care of yourself, you're going to, I mean, at least I know I was back in the day, like you're cranky and irritable with your kids or you're short tempered or Mm -hmm. you're tired. And is that how you want to show up for your kids? Yeah. You know? And so really taking care of yourself is gonna, like I said, you're a better mom. You're more patient. Mm -hmm. You're more kind, you're more loving, you are more present. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, part of what I work on with women who are like, nope, I've got no time for self-care. It's just not in the schedule. And I'm like, oh, I know, like, I get it. I know, I know what schedules can look like. Right. Uh I mean, when I, there was a a part in my uh, period of time um, after my divorce where I was not only working full time, but um, I wasn't getting child support. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to lose my house. I'm not going to be able to buy groceries. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. it was terrifying for me. And that is the time where I 
started my private practice. So in addition to my full-time job, I started to see clients on the side. Mm -hmm. And initially I was like super angry about it. Like, why should I have to get a second job when I'm already Mm -hmm. caring for these kids all the time? And, but I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason because I, it turned out that I absolutely loved private practice, like love, love, loved it. And eventually transitioned to it full time. But, you know, part of what I work on with women is uh, there is time. Like you can always make time. It doesn't have to be, you know, I hate the chocolate cake and the bubble baths and the bottle of wine. <laughs> and, okay. Like maybe that's some people's thing that that wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would do things like short meditations in the morning. And when I say short, I'm talking like two to three minutes Yeah, because that's about all I had before one of my kids was jumping up into my bed in the morning. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like mindfulness activities. It was, you know, I'm, I probably sounds corny, but I love the sounds of like birds chirping. So sometimes Mm -hmm. it was like sitting on the deck and just being like present in that moment. Yeah. It's, you know, putting in a funny movie and just laughing, you know, something Mm -hmm. lighthearted. It's, you know, talking with a friend on the phone, you know, like a friend that kind of like nourishes your soul, not those friends Mm -hmm. that are that are soul sucking or the emotional vampires, not those people. Right. Right. Um, so no matter how little time you feel like you have, there is always time for some self care. Mm-hmm. You just have mm-hmm. to get a little creative. Yeah, I agree. Um, it actually makes me think about budgeting like financially and how you have a ton of bills, but it's also a priority for you to like save or put something away. So no matter how many bills you have or how much money, whatever, like just even if it's a few little bucks a month, like just make it a thing. (laughs) And as far as the the self-care and self-compassion, from my experience, doing those little things, you may not like see the result as immediately, but I think it's something if you do over time, you're it's like a little like head nod to yourself, like good job you did good there. Like, mm-hmm. And over time, you're like, look at me doing good. You know, I've, I've spent a total of, you know, three hours this month on something that has to do right. with me and only me. Um, so yeah, that, I think that's a, a thing that's common amongst um, mothers. I think you're right. I think it's like a cumulative effect, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like, you have to sit down and meditate for an hour, right? Or you have yeah. to you know, down a bottle of wine before you go to bed just to make it, you know, through the day or through the next day. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have to be like that. It's it's the little shifts that you Mm -hmm. make that cumulatively add up to right happier, more peaceful mom. And that's really what's most important. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. 100%. Well, well, so I'm going to ask you the final question or have you complete the sentence, but I do want to say that I love your website. Um, there's something about it that uh, speaks to me and it's almost like you feel the energy coming through the screen. And I don't get that often in websites and it's not even about the design. I don't know if it's the font or colors, whatever it is. I was reading and like scrolling down, like, yep, mm -hmm, yep, yes, and yes, and yes. (laughs) And the more I read, I was just more invigorated, like, she gets it. Mm -hmm. She gets it. 
Um, so I just wanted to shout you out. I don't you didn't see that coming, but um, <laughs> thank you. By yeah, the way, it's a little it's, run edgy for some people, but <laughs> no, it's it's great. Um, it I I love it. I'll, I'll vote for that. Um, so yeah, so. I would love you to finish the sentence that I ask all guests. Thanks, divorce, for, and you can say whatever you like there. Okay. So I would say thanks, divorce, for teaching me um, not to settle. So it's, mm. it's easy to kind of stay unhappy and think that things have to be a certain way. Um, Oftentimes we get paralyzed by the what ifs, right? So like, what if I get divorced and my whole life falls apart? Or what if I get divorced and I screw my kids up forever? Or what if, what if, what if? Mm -hmm. um, but I would say like, what if you get divorced and it ends up being totally amazing, right? Mm -hmm. So don't settle because something totally amazing could be on the other side. Yes, I wish I could high five you. <laughs> Virtual <laughs> high five. Yeah, yeah, I felt that. I felt that. Um, yes, I, I, I'm with you on that as well. So, I will say, thanks, Lucinda, for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. You are definitely my people. Um, and, and that's it. Is there anything that you want to add? I mean. Your website, I'll just say this. I mean, I was talking about it just now, but the actual website, it's, it's in the show notes and all the things, but it's lucindatesto.com. Yep, nice and easy. If you have, Nice and easy, you know. I also have um, a Facebook you... group if anybody's looking for mm -hmm. some um, fun, sassy support, and it's it's called The Divorced Mom Sisterhood. Ooh. So if anyone wants to pop over there, come on over. Okay. But I like the sassy so, part. so much, Janine. This was a lot of fun. And, mm -hmm. uh, well, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, my pleasure. And thank you everyone for listening. Uh, this has been another episode of Thanks Divorce, and I will see you next time. Bye.